Hello, Paul. Welcome in. Hey, Mason. Lowry. Hey, how's it going? It's going good. And Elvis. Hello, Mason. All right, so today's game is inspired by Avatar The Last Airbender, and so our meal is inspired to be Chinese. That feels inappropriate somehow. You, Paul, are spending too much time on the internet. I just want orange chicken. I know a good hibachi place that does takeout. How is hibachi less offensive? It's not. I just like the hibachi better. Does hibachi do fortune cookies? I don't think so. Guys, I already ordered the food. Okay, all right. Thank you, Mason. Do you have fortune cookies? Yeah, here you go. Okay, cool. I gotta read my fortune. So pre-made characters this game, that's different. Yeah, well, everybody's got elemental powers, and I wanted to control a bit how that manifested, so... You get to fill in your background and your skills and everything, but your abilities are set in stone. My fortune says, a wonderful man is waiting to improve your life. Really? They took the bold risk of assuming a gender on that one? Well, it doesn't say romantically. It could be, like, my boss. I wouldn't call your boss a wonderful man. He's an okay man. Okay, anyway, let's get started. You don't even know my boss. Why would you comment on his quality as a man? Shot in the dark, I'd say he's an average man. You guys live in the world of elements. Until the Fire Nation attacks! Oh, okay, shush. I'm, I'm setting the scene. All right, there are multiple nations. The Nation of Fire, yes. The Nation of Water, Air, Earth, Light and darkness. You can't just add light and darkness to that system, Mason. Sure I can. Why not? Because the four elements are in balance with each other. Air antagonizes water. Water antagonizes... Fire. Earth. Earth antagonizes oh. fire. Fire antagonizes air. Light and darkness don't fit. Well, you'll be right at home with the philosophers who debate about the elements. At any rate, the nation of darkness is the most prevailing and powerful nation in the world. Because... They have the most farmland. Once upon a time, that was the Light Nation, but the Dark Nation attacked the Light Nation, and after a long and bloody conflict and much mismanagement on the Light Nation's side due to corruption, the Dark Nation was able to seize the Wutu Plains, one of the most fertile Mediterranean regions in the area. Several generations later, and the Nation of Darkness has prospered greatly from this. Wait, if we're going to get into farming power, shouldn't the Earth Nation be on top? Ah, uh, yes. Well, the thing about cultural boundaries is that they're really kind of imaginary. So there's masters of all the elements in every nation. Oh. Yes, Paul. So master earth farmers with magic earth powers also live in the dark nation. Well, now you're just way too complicated for a children's show. How are 10-year-olds supposed to compartmentalize that? Are you guys 10-year-olds? No, but I would benefit from a simpler premise. You live in a magical nation called the dark nation, where the dark element is kind of prevailing, but only sort of. Magic powers to manipulate the elements would be way, way too important to just, like, sequester yourselves. Of course you want the Earth Masters in your nation. You all do. You are competing to get the magical masters into your nation. Whoever has the most money, which is the Dark Nation, attracts the greatest masters. Paul, you're an elemental master of darkness. Elvis, you're an elemental master of wind. Lowry, you're an elemental master of earth. Some of the best in the nation, in fact, where it comes to mercenaries. And for that reason, you've been given an audience before the great Dark Lord himself. Ooh, the Dark Lord. I've heard he's evil. Now, that's just a vicious rumor. He's a very good Dark Lord. Maintains the roads, collects taxes. What more could we want? You are given a private audience. You are ushered into his temple, led by eunuchs, who invite you into his small chamber. The chamber is decorated in a tasteful amount of black, purple, and gold. It's a little gaudy, but it's very rich-looking, especially the purple. Someone announces, The mercenaries Paul, Elvis, and Lowry to see the Dark Lord! You three, of course, drop to your knees. The Dark Lord rises from his chair, and he says, Thank you. Arise, arise. And, of course, you have to get up. He says, Thank you for seeing me on such short notice. 
As you are aware, I'm one of the most powerful kings in all the known world. My riches are the envy of other nations. But there are those who would assert my power. Yes, of course, the other kings are at threat, but one must always keep their ears to the ground. The oracles have come to me with a troubling prophecy. They state that one day a chosen boy will master all the known elements and overthrow me. Now I know what you're thinking. This prophecy, it seems far-fetched. Could the king really believe in such a thing? Well, I didn't at first. But word has reached my ears that there is a young boy at the age of 12 from the Light Nation, our ancestral enemy, who has come to master the element of light within a mere several months. Could this boy be a figure of prophecy? Or is he merely a savant, too valuable to let the Light Nation have? Either way, he has the audacity to step foot within my nation to seek teachers from my people. And I, for one, did not become king by just standing around and letting things happen. Now I am told that you three are some of the most talented mercenaries for hire. That is why you are here before me today. I leave it to you to track down this young boy, arrest him, and bring him before me, alive. Eunuch, give him the thing. A eunuch runs out and hands you a scroll. It's got the last known sighting of the boy. Your orders are given. What say you, mercenaries? Ah, oh, my, my dark lord, thank you. You heard we're the best, did you? Of course, you're the talk of the capital. Well, you heard right. We'll take the job. We'll get that boy faster than you could say, get us that boy. I knew you wouldn't disappoint. Now get out of here before I start asking that. Yes, sir, right away. The eunuchs lead you out of the palace. They eject you onto the plaza and then shut the gates behind you. And there you are. Wow, the Dark Lord. Yeah. He was surprisingly bald. A little paunchy, too. But fantastically rich. Did you see his robes? Oh, I know, right? That purple. You know you can only get that out of a mollusk. He must have squeezed so many mollusks. The mollusks must have dark legends about him. I heard he can blot out the sun. Oh, I can't believe we met him. I heard he can crack a walnut with just his fingers. Okay, give me that scroll. Where's that boy? Good news. It looks like the boy is headed to you, according to last reports. However, bad news. Paul, you have a little extra power for your character. However, that comes with a caveat. You have an obligation to your mother, who you have to look after like a good boy. Oh, my mother? Uh, what's my obligation? Well, you still live with her, and she's going to have opinions. Okay. All right, guys, this is great. We gotta go home and we gotta tell my mom. We finally made it! Been hired by the Dark Lord, guys, the Dark Lord! Yeah! We're gonna be rich. Rich, famous, respected, all of it. We head home. You head home. Paul, you come from a family of wealth. You've got a large home. Technically, you're a landowner, although the land is still owned by your mother. That's allowed in the Dark Nation. She's threatening to give the land to a charity or something if you don't live up to your family name. Anyway, as you get closer to home, you hear your mother's beautiful voice. Paul! Where have you been? You see your mother marching out. She's hunched over. Her hair is white. She wears robes of black, as is the Dark Nation custom. I've been trying to figure out what I want to have for lunch, and you're not around to help me figure it out. Ah, uh, mother. Uh, well, I just came back from seeing the Dark Lord. The Dark... Don't call him the Dark Lord. You're not on a Dark Lord basis. He's Supreme Enlightened Ruler Dark Lord Derek to you. Uh, right, sorry, mother. The Supreme Enlightened Eminence, the Dark Lord Derek, uh, hired us for a job just today. He hired you? Yes, mother. We got a private audience and everything. Well, why the hell would he do that? Uh, because... Mother. He said we're the best in the nation. He said we're the best in the nation. The best nation. in the nation. What on earth would make him think that you're the best in the nation? 
Well, apparently, Mother, the word is getting around. The only thing that's getting around is your whore mouth telling everybody that you're the best in the nation. You're not even the best in the front yard. Well, the supreme enlightened Dark Lord Derek seemed to think otherwise, Mother. Yeah, yeah, so you tricked a geriatric, superstitious old man. Whatever. I, I, I am so impressed. Come in here and help me figure out what we're going to do for lunch. Actually, Mother, I think we need to be on our way. It's very serious. I mean, it was a mission directly from the, the supreme eminence. The, the so Dark what, Lord. are you not having lunch? I'm getting my traveling slippers. God, you see me putting them on? You're rushing me. Mother, there's there's no time for lunch. We must get packed and ready to go. That's what I'm saying. Get my palantine. Yeah, the, the palantine, mother. Yes, the palantine. Did I stutter? Elvis, get me my palantine. Yes, ma'am. And Laura, you're a big strong boy. Why are you just standing around? Help, Elvis. Uh, yeah, okay, right away, ma'am. Mother, you can't just boss my team around like that. Listen, I'm the leader of the group. You're leading in slowness, however that's possible. Well, I was just saying that time is of Do the Do you know essence. what leading in the back? That's the ass. You're leading from the ass. Well, I hope you know that Elvis thinks I have a very fine ass, Mother. Well, it's good to know he's behind you, at least. Elvis and Lowry, the two of you emerge with the Palantine. Mom says, uh, good, all right, set it down. She climbs up into it. Elvis, settle an argument for us. Would you, what do you think of my son's rear end? Um, Paul's butt? I, I haven't really formed an opinion, Mrs. Paul. Of course you haven't, because Paul's not really leading. He hasn't been ahead long enough for you to develop an opinion on his butt. No, Mother, that is not true. Well, then tell me about his butt. Elvis, tell me how nice is his butt. I think it's a fine butt. Why are you looking at my son's butt, Lowry? But, because he's leading, and I'm, I see his butt all the time from That is from fraternization. You shouldn't be sexualizing your leader. But, but... Enough butts. Enough about butts. Pick me up. All right, Paul, what are we having for lunch? Uh, I suppose we could do hibachi. I don't want hibachi, I want Chinese. Chinese, mother? Yes, Chinese. Get me Chinese. All right, maybe we'll pass a place out of town. Come on, let's go, guys. Hey, Paul, psst, don't let your mother know this, but this isn't a palantine, it's a palanquin. What's that? Oh, I said that Paul shouldn't forget to bring a pen, just in case we need to write something, like letters to the Dark Lord. Oh, that's a good point. You have a very good head on your shoulders, Lowry. All right, chop chop. Well, we take our mother through town on the way out of town. Of course, you're leaving town diagonally from the southwest. To the west is the Wutu Plains, and even further west than that is the Nation of Light, where this boy is supposed to be coming from. Hopefully, you'll grab him on the road before he gets too far along. You get some Chinese, but before you can leave the town, you pass through the market square, and your mom goes, Stop! Stop! Yes, Mother, what is it? Do you see those earrings? She points to a pair of earrings that look like they're made out of brass in the shape of a cat. The cat earrings, Mother? The kitty cats. Yes, I see those. Buy them for me, Paul. You want the cat earrings, Mother? Adorable little cat earrings that dangle from my ears on a chain. Yes, Paul, I need them. Well, don't they seem just a little bit, uh... What? I don't know... Juvenile. I, I, juvenile? I mean, oh, well, you would well, know juvenile, wouldn't you? Paul, a small group of armed men approaches you. You recognize the guy in the lead. It's Galahad. He's a rival mercenary. He says, Oh, Paul. And the esteemed Paul's mother. I hope I'm not intruding. It sounds like there's an argument going on. It's not an argument, Galahad. I was just discussing these earrings with my mother. That's right. I raised him for decades, and he won't buy me the kitty earrings. They cost practically nothing, Paul. They're made of brass. Mother, they've been hand-sculpted into kitty cats. They cost quite a lot for brass, actually. What's the matter, Paul? Is your family on hard times? Oh, look, now now people think that we don't have money. It's not that we're on hard times. L- listen, people don't hold on to their money by spending frivolously. I guess that is true. You know, if you're too poor to have the cash flow to afford cat earrings. All right, listen, you, nobody asked you. Don't you have stuff to do, Galahad? You're right, Paul. You know what? Let me go ahead and just get things taken care of. Sir, one order of cat earrings, please, for the lovely lady. Oh, thank you. What was your name, Galahad? 
See, Paul, this is what a good mercenary looks like. Why can't you be like this? How hard is that? Mother, you specifically told me to stop you from buying stupid things so while You told me that! This isn't a stupid thing. This is cat earrings. Look at these. Look at these. I am adorable. You look mentally ill and like you're going to a funeral, Mom. Well, maybe if you bought me new robes, these ones wouldn't be so washed out in funeral style. Galahad says, Paul, if you don't mind me asking, exactly why are you so hard up for cash? I'm not hard up for cash, Galahad. Yeah, in fact, we just got a job from the Emperor. Elvis, it's a real high-paying job, too. We got a personal audience. He said we were the best. Yeah, he didn't mention you, Galahad. Oh, is that so? Yes, in fact, if you were curious to know, we got a personal audience with the Emperor. And he did, in fact, say that we were the best. Well, I'm sure he says that to all of the mercenaries that come before him. Well, that would make him a liar, wouldn't it? You know, and you wouldn't want to say that about the Emperor. You just said that about the Emperor, Paul. Watch your mouth. Not my. I was insinuating that he was insinuating. Yeah, and if you got to tell that to a judge, you're soon going to be telling it to an executioner. Uh, what do you know, Mother? I watch all the executions. I know exactly what gets a person executed. I told you to stop going to those. Are you going to wear your cat earrings to the executions? Paul, if you don't mind me asking... What exactly did the Emperor hire you to do? Oh, it's a super easy job. We just have to catch a 12-year-old. Is that it? And the Emperor will pay you a fortune for that? Well, there's more to it than that. It's a very specific 12-year-old. It wouldn't happen to do with the so-called elemental savant, who they said lives in the Light Nation, does it? Yes. No. Yeah, how'd you know? No. Uh, don't listen to Elvis. That is. Everyone is talking about the child prodigy. It comes as no surprise that the Emperor would want him to come before him. Yes, well, we, we might be after another 12-year-old. I understand. You wouldn't want word to get out that you were hunting something that was interesting to the Emperor. I mean, I'm sure the Emperor would be pleased by whoever brought him that prize. Yeah, don't you get any ideas, Galahad. It's really not worth that much money anyway. You don't really want to bother. Hey, what are you talking about? It's worth a fortune. I mean, a fortune to me and you and, and Paul, who's on very hard times right now. Paul's not on hard times. His family is rich. Rich in disappointment. But also rich in cash. Thanks, guys. But I am not on hard times. Well, let's hope that it stays that way. I guess I'll see you around, Paul. And Galahad strolls off. Great, now practically the whole nation is going to know you're after that kid. Oh, for goodness sake, Mother, if you hadn't fought with me about these earrings, everything would be fine. I don't care. I look like a princess. You look like a dang wacko. Am I right, Lowry? Why are you trying to bring me into this? thought you had some spine. All right, come on, boys. Let's go. Okay, let me get the palanquin. Are we going to be dragging this the entire way? What, do you expect me to walk? I mean, we could at least pay for a carriage or something. Lowry, come on. That's going to eat into our bottom line. You're a strong young guy. You should be good for this. Well, why aren't you carrying? Because you and Elvis got it. It's a two-person job carrying a palantine. It's a palanquin. A palanquin. Yeah, palantine, tomato, tomato, potato, potato. I don't think anyone calls them potatoes. Don't they? I'm sure somebody does. Where do they call them potatoes? I don't know. Fire Nation, they seem backward. Look, guys, keep your eye on the prize. This is going to be the easiest job that we ever did to make so much money. It's going to be great. Yeah, well, it's going to be like taking candy from a 12-year-old, I guess, not a baby. 12-year-old's probably better. They're out of that biting and scratching phase. Yeah, let's hope so. And you're off, out of the palace gates, westward ho, towards the Light Nation.